It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Do you know what I use to record these podcasts? It's Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or a computer. It's all really, really easy. It's all really intuitive. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast. Hey, good afternoon. Welcome to Sports and Other But Sports with Kent Sterling for Wednesday, March 25th, 2020. Brought to you by the great people at Today's Dentistry. Dr. Mike O'Neill, great guy, great dentist. Check and check. Still doing emergency stuff, so if you've got a dental emergency, please call 317-849-2933. I want to talk about sports. I want to talk about media, too, and and I think really where to start is talking about the Dan Dockett Show on 107.5 The Fan in Indianapolis, uh, rated by many as the best midday show of its kind in America, and for good reason, because Dan understands his audience. All right, not only do they still want sports news, the little that there is, but they also want something to laugh at. They want a diversion from what's going on a little bit. They don't need Dan Dockage telling them all about the coronavirus, right, about mortality rates. You can get that anywhere. You can go to MSNBC, Fox News, CNN, all over the place. You're seeing the financial repercussions of the coronavirus, mortality rates, what's going on in New York. We've got the Cuomo update every day at about 11 o'clock. we got Donald Trump telling us how it is. got Dr. Fauci telling us how it is. All of this is great, and you need to remain informed. But you also, you got to leave a little room in there to be entertained, and, and sort of indulge yourself and, and continue to find a reason to laugh. And, and the Dan Dockett Show has been doing that throughout this crisis, and it's been terrific. And one of the ways that I've been able to help, and I'm really happy that I have been able to help, is with the MMFAA bracket. All right, we don't get an NCAA championship this year. The NCAA tournament, March Madness, which would now be headed into like the final four, I think, at this point, right? Or, or maybe toward the regional finals, whatever, that's gone. But we still love talking about college basketball, and so we did. We, we put together a bracket, used Joe Lenardi a little bit, and then kind of substituted, as I thought, we should, in order to put people in there and coaches in there that we might want to talk about or that we just like, right, and exclude some coaches and some teams that we don't like and go ahead and put together a a matchup in the second round like Kentucky and Indiana. Because why? Because we can. 
All right, so we manipulated and we cajoled and we used spite to move teams on. And it was fun. And Seth, Seth Greenberg joined us. And, you know, we had Andrew Dockich on and we had Dane Fife on and Chris Holtman was on today. And this was really, really fun. Jason Benetti joined us twice and and it was just a great time and it was fun to talk it was fun to listen to and and dan does that really really well dan gives you a he unplugs you from whatever you're worrying about in the moment and radio does two things really well radio is an outstanding informational portal and it is an, an outstanding companion and dan needs companionship from the listeners and the listeners, they need companionship from Dan. And so it's a relationship that works exceptionally well. And I think he's done a wonderful job of keeping people kind of plugged in in the world of sports and keeping people distracted from what now has us hunkered down in our homes across the state of Indiana. I just think he's been terrific. And, and that as you listen to radio and you, you crave radio done right, there's no place to get better than the Dan Dockett Show on 107.5 FM. And that's really what media should do. You know, we're all kind of inundated with that, with these multiple perspectives on what all of this means and how we're going to respond and how people need to hunker down and how it's going to be the middle of June before things are normal again or it's going to be August or there's never going to be normalcy again. We get all that. But at some point... We need to unplug, and we need to remember that life is meant to be lived and not hidden from. Right now, we're hiding from it, and for good reason. But what we've also got to do is we've got to find reasons to laugh, and we have to find reasons to revel in each other's companionship, whether it's in social media or whether it's in person, in person whether we're picking up carryout or whether in a few months we get to dine in. At a restaurant, we get to, we need to revel in those moments when we've, we've taken a lot for granted over, you know, the last how many years? It's been, what, 20 years since the last real mess, 19 years anyway, since 9-11. Every 20 years, we get a crisis or thereabouts. We got our crisis. So, you know what? Relax and, and do what you can to be a help in the way you can be a help. And whether that means just staying at home or whether that means, you know, getting on the phone and calling people, whether that means reaching out via social media to find out if there might be some senior citizens living in your neighborhood who need a little bit of help and and would like you to deliver food to them, or maybe you got an extra roll of toilet paper you can lend to a neighbor, I don't know. But whatever it is, be that person. Be the best version of yourself, but understand at the same time that you do need the occasional distraction. And so one of the things that Dan was talking about today, and I got it wrong, we were talking about our favorite high school basketball game of all time. And my favorite game that I watched as a kid was the 1980 state semifinals between New Albany, which is a school I attended, and Andre in the school Dan attended and played for. And Dan brought that team back from the dead. They were down 18, and it looked like New Albany was going to walk to the end of this game. Andre uh, behind Dan, they came back. They got to within one. They had a guy at the line there to shoot two foul shots. He missed both foul shots, so New Albany went to the finals. And Drain went home. That was great for me because those were my friends on that team. I love those guys. I love that team. 
That was my favorite high school game that I recalled because I thought it was a good launching point for a conversation between Dan and I. But truly, my favorite high school basketball game was uh, in, what was that, 2004? My son was a freshman at Cathedral, and they were playing against Arlington, and Ryan played some varsity when he was a freshman. And it wasn't every game, and so you weren't always prepared for it. But like all parents, what we did is we kept track of the fouls, the foul situation for the people who played ahead of Ryan. So if a guy picked up a third foul in the first half, maybe that meant that Ryan was going to come off the bench. You know what I mean? We were selfish parents, just like all parents. We were Not selfish for us, but selfish for our son, that he might get an opportunity to play a little bit. So they're playing against Arlington, and the foul situation gets a little bit dire. The game is kind of close. It's a six-point game in Arlington's favor, and it's at their place, and there are a lot of people there. And so Ryan comes off the bench. Uh, again, Cathedral down six with about four and a half minutes left. First possession from the left wing, boom, he hits a three. That cuts the Arlington lead to three. He plays okay defense, which was what he was capable of as a freshman in high school, as a six-foot-three-inch kind of slow-footed white kid. Who at, I'll tell you what he said at the end of the game, and that's when I knew he was going to be a good basketball player and that he was playing the right sport, that he'd made the right choice picking ba- basketball over baseball. Anyway, the game continued, and the game goes to overtime. So in the first overtime, Ryan gets back in the game kind of late in the first overtime, plays most of it, and with time running down on the clock, Cathedral's got the ball. They're down by three. And Charles Williams III, who is a terrific kid and a point guard, the son, obviously, of Charles Williams, the founder of the Indiana Black Expo, really good dude. Uh, the Reverend Williams was terrific. And, and Charles Williams III could not have been a nicer guy and, and a good leader on that team, along with Chuck Flynn. Anyway, uh, they double Charles uh, Charles. And Ryan's to his left, about 35 feet out. Charles doesn't know what else to do with the ball. He kind of bats it to Ryan as it's loose. Ryan catches with two seconds left on the clock, gathers, gets his legs under him, fires from about 35 feet. And his shot at the time had an incredibly high arc. And, And the ball seemed to be up there for about three seconds after he released it. And the crowd, you could hear the crowd, oh, and it sliced right through the net. Dead center, perfect bucket, and that forced a second overtime. I collapsed. Uh, I think my mom was at the game. Julie's at the game. We lost our minds. Uh, the Coney's, uh, Bob and Liz Coney, are up there with us, and, and we're all celebrating like this is the greatest thing that happened in the history of the world. you got to play the second overtime. In the second overtime... Uh, Arlington kind of took a lead and they kept the lead and there were no no more heroics uh, from Ryan in that game in that second overtime so uh, the game ends and Arlington wins and I go he gets on the team bus I meet him back at Cathedral I pick him up he gets in the car and all he said was what'd you think of that and he goes man I got to get quicker and I thought there's a kid who hit two huge threes no, the first one to help force the first overtime, and the second one, a buzzer beater in that first overtime to force the second overtime. He didn't want to talk about the made shot and say, you know, it was kind of cool hitting that shot. What he wanted to talk about was how 
he needed to get quicker because there was a kid, I can't remember his name, I think it was Smith for Arlington, that Ryan was matched up against in that second overtime. That kid was a senior. Ryan was a freshman. Ryan just couldn't stay in front of him. And that was one of the reasons that Cathedral didn't pull out the win in that game. But I thought, there's a kid who's always looking how to get better. And that's why I got nothing but faith in this kid that he's going to continue to get better and basketball is going to be a big part of his life and it continues to be. And now he's an attorney. And I think that a lot of the stick that's required in order to get the, the uh, double major degree that he got at Loyola of Chicago a- as a student athlete and then moves on to the McKinney School of Law in Indianapolis, gets his law degree, and is now working as a lawyer. The discipline required for that, I think, had a whole lot to do with him in basketball, understanding and learning, right, that hard work yields a positive result. If that's all your kid gets out of athletics, that is a great lesson. That is the best lesson. Your kid is never, ever going to learn something more important then hard work yields a positive result. And that's what athletics does. You can also learn that in like the marching band. You can learn it in the theater. You can learn it in science club, robotics, whatever you're into. But if you have a kid who's an athlete or you are an athlete, it's not about, hey, I got to be a starter by the time I'm a junior or, hey, I want to get log varsity minutes like Ryan did when he was a freshman or any of that crap. That's meaningless. This all childhood is. What is the kid going to be when he turns 30? That's everything. What is he going to be then? What has he learned? What information will he process into a perspective that's going to inform him as he becomes an adult, as he or she becomes a father or a mother or a mentor or a leader or a manager? That's what it's about. It's not about the fleeting glory of the moment. It's not about hitting the 35-footer to send a team uh, to victory or into an overtime. It's not about whether you make or miss a foul shot at the end of the game in order to win a game for your team. It's about what you take from the adversity that you are presented with that allows you to be better next time and live a more well-rounded life and a better life, and become a better person. You know, I read this piece in the Indianapolis Monthly the other day, written by Dan Wakefield, who's an unbelievable writer, age of 85, still active in the literary community here in the city of Indianapolis. He had, and and this piece in the Monthly was published last year, and it, it talks about racism and how Dan Wakefield kind of believed he understood racism and he campaigned against racism and wrote in opposition to the racism that existed in the 1950s, specifically first uh, about the murder of Emmett Till in, in Mississippi. And, and then it talked about the relationship between he and James Baldwin. James Baldwin, one of the leading uh, African-American writers of all time, right? And, and as he discussed James Baldwin and the friendship that those two had and then how that friendship ended, he mentioned a sentence in the autobiographical portion of a book that James Baldwin wrote. And it's very simple. I want to be an honest man and a good writer. 
That's what James Baldwin wanted out of life. I want to be an honest man and a good writer. To be an honest man, you've got you to work hard to find your version of the truth. And then to be a good writer, you number one, tactically, you've got to know how to put a sentence together, but you also have to learn how to, how to articulate your thoughts in a way where the thoughts that you have in your head are communicated to the people who are reading in a way that they understand exactly what your thought was. That your words are cobbled together in a form that communicates the thought that exists in your brain and puts that thought in your reader's brain. That's being a good writer. Nowhere did James Baldwin say, you know what, I want to be a millionaire. He never said, I want to win a World Series. He never said, I want to hit a home run. He never said, I want to score a touchdown. It's that I want to be an honest man and a good writer. Those were his lofty goals. And what great goals those are. That is what your kid or what you can become as, as you move through school as a student athlete or just a student. And as you move through adulthood, those goals continue to be valid. Whether, whether you've made millions and you're about to retire or you have retired or you're, you're at the nascent stage of your career and don't have a pot to piss in, don't have a penny to your name, you're living paycheck to paycheck. In times like these, this is where we get to recalibrate a little bit and we get to decide who and what we want to be. I want to be an honest man and a good writer. That's a pretty damn good place to start. I want to make somebody smile every day, right? Nothing wrong with that. I want to make my parents proud. I want to make my children proud. I want to live my life in a way that brings joy to others. I want to live my life in a way that strips worry from others. Those are all terrific things to be. Now, they're not quantifiable. They don't put you at the top of a list, right? They don't add a zero to your bank account. None of that. But what they do is they allow you to be the best person you can be and the best representation of who you are. And, and really what it is, I think for a lot of people, and rightly so, I think as you look at your lineage, right, generationally, like there were people, I don't even know who the hell they were, right? There were people in Ireland 500 years ago who sacrificed, had children, those children, they sacrificed, had children, and on and on and on and on to where I am today. And without all of them doing what they did, and I'm not just all Irish, I'm also, there's a little English in there, uh, a little, very little Dutch, some German as well. And so there were people there, uh, Swedish, a little bit of Swedish. There were people who, who did what they had to do to stay alive and to stay fruitful and communicate who they were to their children so that in 2020, here I stand trying to figure out that same stuff and try to be the best representation, not just of me, but of my parents and my sister, of my wife and my son, of my grandparents, of their parents, of their parents, and of their parents, trying to somehow validate the sacrifices that they made through the centuries 
to land me here right now in the city of Indianapolis. And, and I really think that one of the great, I don't know if it's a shortcut, but one of the great platforms that you can use in order to be as good a person as you can be is athletics. If you're athletic at all, I cannot recommend more highly. Even if you're not athletic, go play. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter whether you're good. It doesn't matter whether you hit 700 or whether you hit a buck 50. It doesn't make any difference. If you can't get a ball to the rim, you can still do something on the basketball floor that helps your team win. You can encourage the other guys on the floor. If you don't get into the game, we see it every year, right? Kids with Down syndrome who have been managers for their high school or college teams. You look at Josh Spidell. Josh was a very, very competitive basketball player. He had a full scholarship to Vermont, gets in a, a horrific car wreck um, on Super Bowl uh, night, and has a traumatic brain injury where doctors thought that he was going to be very lucky to live you know, and, and would never be fully functional. He goes to Vermont. He's going to earn his degree. He gets into a game this year, scores a bucket, not in a competitive circumstance, but a great valedictory moment for a terrific kid who's overcome tremendous adversity. There are stories like that constantly. That, Like I said, the Down syndrome kids uh, who, you know, are kids with, uh, with MS who find a way to help others achieve their dreams. At our best, that's what people do. We help others achieve their dreams. And if you've got a forum for for doing that and you do it, good for you. That's fantastic. That is a wonderful thing to have and and a wonderful thing to do and a wonderful example to leave and and a wonderful imprint on our society. That's what it's all about. And during times like this, we learn it. And, and during times like this, we also need to escape a little bit and listen to a guy who, who's been around the block and knows about sacrifice and knows about wisdom. And to me, that's Dan. Dan's not just a radio host. He's a friend of mine. And I think he does a great job of uh, sharing his very unique perspective. And sometimes it bothers people, and I got no problem with that. If you're bothered by it, fine. There's no good. We all interpret things differently. I interpret Dan in the way I do because I believe after knowing him for 30 years, I know what's in his heart. And what's in his heart is really, really good. And so I listen every day for at least a portion of the show because I feel like what he's learned, when he communicates that to me, it gives me an opportunity to be a better person. And, and that's what this needs to be about, right? Become a better person. Like James Baldwin said, I want to be an honest man and a good writer. Whatever you want to be, try to be that thing. Try to be a better person tomorrow than you were today. And that means be truer to who you are. We're all good at our core, right? Most of us. 99.9% of us. So find a way to get closer to that guy or that woman and farther away from whatever drives your, your impulses to be greedy or your impulses to be selfish. Deny those and, and move forward into the light. How about that? Uh, tomorrow morning, Breakfast with Kent, 8 o'clock on Facebook Live, 8.15 on Periscope at about 8.30. We do it again, and we post it to YouTube and on KentSterling.com. At noon every day on Facebook Live, I'm reading a, uh, a chapter of my book, Oops, 
The Art of Learning from Mistakes and Adventures. They're really short. Uh, it's a 244-page book. You can get the entire audio version. You can get the hardcover. You can get the ebook. You can get them all at Amazon.com. They're not delivering books right now, but they, you can get the ebook and you can get the audio book because that's just digital. You click a button and you got it. And that's my effort to try to help others be better in, in that I'm sharing mistakes and adventures that left an imprint with me and, and put me in a position to learn from my mistakes and then become a better person on the other end. It's what I think it's what we need to do. Don't don't fear your mistakes. Don't don't shun your mistakes. Right? Embrace your mistakes. We'll talk to you tomorrow morning brought to you by the great people at Today's Dentistry. Okay, round 2. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law, 18 plus, terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.